Today, we are going to be kicking off uh, a new theme or a new series for the next five weeks. Uh, so earlier this week, uh, for those who are in the yeah, JY chat, um, for those who are not in there yet, we'll get y'all at it. But uh, earlier in the week, uh, Olivia had asked for different topics that some people wanted to talk about um, and that you guys wanted to hear about. Um, and one of the topics that, gave, that came up was the topic of, start with an F. Okay, that's, faith is a really good guess. It's not that one, though. Family. Family, that's really close. Forgiveness. Forgiveness, yay. That's not close, that's all right. It's forgiveness, right? And so um, our theme uh, for the next uh, couple of Sundays is going to be on forgiveness. And so I'm going to pose the really simple question. What is the definition of forgiveness? Can somebody give me a definition uh, for forgiveness? Any takers? Uh, boy. Can you say your name real quick just because you know we've got some new people in here? Uh, my name is Daniel. Forgiveness is when you don't hold guilt. When you don't, don't hold, hold guilt against somebody. Mm, you don't hold guilt against somebody. Okay, that's a good way. Or yourself. Or yourself. It goes both ways. Any other any other takers definition of forgiveness? Forgiveness is about when you apologize to someone and then someone forgives you. Okay, yeah, there's a forg- there's an apology component there. Are right, any other takers? Okay, yeah, releasing some negative feelings, releasing, um, yeah, releasing some some feelings against other people. Um, these are all really, really good uh, definitions of uh, forgiveness. Um, and so uh, as we go through today, I'll just remind you guys to, one, uh, first and foremost, if you have a phone, raise your hand. Great. Who uses their phone for notes? Keep your hand up. Okay, okay. Uh, the little shaky hand thing's going on here. Uh, if you do not use your phone for notes, please put it on silent and do not disturb for an hour and put that in your pocket because if you're not taking notes, you shouldn't be on your phone right now. Um, okay, so we're going to continue our, our discussion uh, here on forgiveness. Um, and to do it, it's actually, uh, we're going to flip our Bibles uh, to Matthew chapter 18. So everybody flip your Bibles to Matthew chapter 18. And if you're there, say amen. I need a few more amens. Matthew 18. And so we're going to be in Matthew uh, chapter 18, verses 21 uh, through 35. Um, And before we do that, I'm going to give a definition of uh, forgiveness. And it's kind of a a combination of a lot of definitions that y'all gave. um, Because we're going to hear the word forgiveness thrown in this passage a good bit. And so it's important that we have a definition of what forgiveness is and what forgiveness isn't. 
And so we're going to define forgiveness. Um, as not kind of hinted at. Um, and, and Daniel and Emmanuel also hinted at a little bit here. Forgiveness is letting go of an offense and the feeling of having to get even or paid for that wrong. And so you're not spending your mental energy plotting or scheming or punishing. It is the release of an offense or the need and that feeling and that burden and that thing in your chest that tells you to get even. It is the release of that, right? And what forgiveness isn't, right? But I want you guys to write that definition that I said down. Um, that forgiveness means letting go of the offense um, and that feeling and that burden to get even um, with that person. So that is the definition of forgiveness. Um, and now the definition, uh, so that's forgiveness. I'm gonna mention some things that forgiveness is not, all right? Forgiveness doesn't mean that you're um, forgetting or pretending that you didn't get hurt, like hurt is real. Forgiveness doesn't mean that you won't feel some type of way uh, about what happened, or like getting angry, right? Like it's, terrible things happen to people and it's possible for you to forgive, but when you think of that terrible thing, it still hurts a little bit uh, because terrible things hurt, like, right? Let's be real. Forgiveness doesn't mean that what happens to you was not terrible or evil, right? Forgiveness does not mean that people uh, should not be held accountable for their crimes and their actions. That is not what forgiveness means. Forgiveness does not mean that you have the right to be used as a doormat or like walked all over. Um, again, I mentioned before, forgiveness means that you are letting go of an offense um, and that feeling, that burden on you to make things even. That is forgiveness. Um, and so what we are going to do uh, right now is uh, in Matthew chapter eight, uh, 18 that you guys have flipped through, um, it's a parable. Uh, what's, the, what's the title of that uh, section in most of your Bibles? Yeah, unmerciful servant, unmerciful um, debtor, right? Um, oh, Isaac, can you take it down just a tad? Thanks. Um, yeah, and so it's, it's that parable that we're going to talk about. And so that parable is actually kind of a, uh, we can do it kind of like as a play, almost, uh, just because it's just some dialogue that's happening. And so I need, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five people. Basically, everybody has like one line. But uh, I need like five people to volunteer. I need, I need some vim and some people who want to, I got one, I got, wait, I need, I need like at least like one or two guys. So it's, it's, it's a, hey. All right, so yeah, we'll do Nicole, because you come up here. Uh, and no, no guys wanna, what's going on here? I need at least one guy. I need at least one guy here. What's going on? Oh, I guess Emmanuel, you can come up. Uh, hey, two hands, hey. Wow, 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 wow. I'm gonna I'm take, what's, what's your name over here? Trudy, yeah, I'm gonna have you come up, Trudy. Um, and then, yeah, I guess I will take you, Chelsea, in the back, and then, Hey, hey. I would just take you. Don't, don't give it to now. Don't give it to now. Hey. All right. So uh, in this passage, there are uh, you guys are going to be able to follow along. It's literally just the exact passage. It's just broken up by people. Um, in this passage, there is Peter, uh, there is Jesus, there is servant one, servant two, and a king. And so, uh, who wants? 
to, uh, Jesus is basically the narrator of this story. Um, so you can, okay, so um, essentially, uh, who wants to be Peter? Like one quick line. There uh, we go, you're gonna be Peter. Um, all right, uh, Jesus is gonna be talking a bunch. And then uh, you can be servant one. Uh, you can be servant two, and you can be our king. Okay, and so uh, what we're gonna do is, uh, you guys are gonna get to follow along uh, with uh, us as we read uh, through Matthew 18, uh, 21 and 20, 21 through uh, 35. And so that's the passage for today. Let me get some microphones. sister who sins against me up to seven times i tell you not seven times but 77 times therefore the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants as he began the settlement a man who owed him ten thousand bags of gold was brought to him since he was not able to pay the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had to be sold to pay the debt at this servant fell on his knees before him please be patient with me and i will pay back everything the servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver golds coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe to me. Be patient with me, and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the order when the other servants saw what he what had happened. They were outraged and went and told the master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father would treat each of you unless you forget your brother or sister from your heart. Amen. Thank you so much for all of those that read. And so, um, yeah, that was Matthew uh, 18, uh, yeah, 21 through 25. Uh, let's pray, and then we'll hop in. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for today. Uh, thank you for this opportunity to be here um, and to come before you. We thank you, Lord, to be able to fellowship, um, to be able to have worship, Lord. I pray that you would uh, prepare every heart for you uh, today. I pray, Lord, that you would cancel distractions, that you would help us to realize that the time here with you is precious um, and that we would focus. I pray for soft hearts to receive what you have. And I pray that, you, yeah, uh, everything that you have to say would be said and nothing that you don't want to be said. 
um, will come through. In your son's name we pray. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to step through uh, that passage that we just read uh, because there's some really cool things that happen there. And so give me like two seconds to open it up. Okay. Yeah, so we start off in uh, Matthew uh, 18 with a question. Uh, it's a question from our guy. Uh, who asked the question here? Peter. Yes. Yeah, and so Peter asks the question to the Lord. Um, he asks, uh, basically the context here is back in the day, a lot of rabbis um, would teach uh, that you have to forgive a person about 30 times, right, when you're offended. Um, and after that, it's like, yo, <laughs> you, you, you done your job, you, you did your work. Um, and, and Peter was kind of generous when he asked for seven. He was like, yo, like, should we forgive people seven times? Because that's like a lot, right? Um, he's basically asking, like, uh, you know, how long before I don't have to, like, deal with these people? Like, you know, how long do I have to keep forgiving people uh, so I don't, before, I, you know, I can just put them off to the side and say, like, I don't rock with them, right? Um, but yeah, so, like, who, who has ever, like, felt that way, right? Like, where it's, like, you're asking yourself, like, how long do I have to, like, actually put up with this? Like, how, how long do I have to deal with that nonsense? So your hands up if you've ever had, like, a situation um, or anything like that. It's, like, every time that person comes back, it's, like, another count. Bruh, it's like you, you got this you got this count going on for them and it's like bruh like we are five like we're five things in right now bruh like when we get to seven like it's gg like it's like yo i'm not dealing with this anymore right um and you're, you're asking yourself like over and over like how long do i have to do this um and then in verse 22 jesus responds uh jesus says <laughs> well you know peter asks is it seven times and in his head like peter's like yo like seven is kind of oc bruh it's out of control Right, at that point, and Jesus is like, well, actually, it's 77 times seven. It's like, huh? Right? He's like, but Jesus is basically like, hey, like, if you're gonna keep count of all of these offenses, you're gonna have to keep counting and keep counting and keep counting. And guess what? You're supposed to forgive all of those. Um, and so, and then he uses this parable that he says next uh, to describe what is going on here. So. Um, let's, let's look at this parable. So here's the context, right? So we saw we had our lovely king, right? And you have to think about this. So back in the day, a lot of kings uh, tend to live in like higher elevations, almost like hills and kind of like a lot of their palaces and things were kind of built and removed from people, right? And so you have this king and then you have this measly little servant, right? Like king who is running the entire place and then you have a servant, right? With nothing to give. And so you have this servant who has to go up to the king. Like, how do you think this servant is feeling when they go up to the king? Because the king is, it says here that the king is about to settle debts. You know what that means? What does that mean? It means you owe me money, you're about to have to pay my money, right? So how do you think that this servant is feeling before this king? Lowly, yeah. Nervous. Yeah, knees are shaking, palms are sweaty. How else is he feeling? Scared, right? He's, 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 yeah, right. Like if you were in this position, you would probably be kind of terrified. And how much does this man owe the king? How much? 10,000 bags of gold. Uh, other translations uh, will say uh, 10,000 talents. 
And in that verse, uh, most of you will see like a little like number next to it. And at the bottom, there should be like a footnote. Or if you're in like your Bible app, it'll have like three little dots, right? Um, and most of those dots, uh, it gives you context. So when you're reading the Bible, like pay attention to that. Um, but this little servant comes and he owes 10,000 talents, right? And guys, I, one talent, it tells you at the bottom of your Bibles, that one talent is worth 20 years wage. One talent is worth 20 years wage. Working for 20 years, you will get one talent. How many talents does this man owe? 10,000 talents. But I need someone to do some quick maths. How many years would it take this man to pay these, this off? 200,000 years of work. Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> right? Think about this, bruh. So he's like, it's going to take you like 200,000 years to pay this debt. And guess what this man says? Right? Guess what this man says in response to what the king, the king is like, yo, I'm going to have to put you in jail. I'm going to have to take your wife and your kids and all of that. That's what they did back in that time. They would put you in prison, essentially, if you cannot pay a debt. That's where really serious. Right? <laughs> this guy says, uh, be, uh, be patient. I will pay everything. Huh? <laughs> like, huh? Like, what you, you what? <laughs> You're gonna live 200,000 years to pay this off, right? He's just speaking right now at this point, right? He knows he's finished, right? He's finished, it's like GG, right? But what happens? What does the king respond uh, to this debt that can never be paid, literally impossible to pay? How does the king respond? With compassion, what does he do? He clears his debt. He forgives his debt. Y'all, this is the greatest gift <laughs> that this servant could ever receive in his life. A debt of 200,000 years of work has been canceled, gone, right? You have to understand that for the king to do this meant that was, there was 200,000 years of wages that he just lost. He lost it. He's not getting that back. It's not getting repaid by anyone. He has agreed to be merciful. And in his forgiveness, he has lost this great fortune. Yet he chose to do that. He chose to be merciful. The king forgives the unpayable debt. And uh, it's pretty obvious, but um, like... Who's the king here? Who's the king here? Jesus! Okay. It is Jesus. God, actually. Uh, God pays the debt. Um, but the children's service answer is usually correct. Jesus, God. It'll be correct like 90% of the time. Even here too. Um, the king here represents God. And who does the servant represent? Yeah, the servant represents us. Um, and I don't think 
we look at this story, and it's, it's a hyperbole or an exaggeration, right? A lot, a lot of times when Jesus is telling parables, that's the way that he does things. It's, it's in hyperbole or exaggeration. And so uh, he is, yeah, like, <laughs> it's almost laughable. It's like this dude literally owed $200,000 years, like 200,000 years of wage worth of money uh, to this king. Um, and we're like, yo, that's crazy. Like, what? Like, that's, that's huge, right? That's huge. And like that, the magnitude of that debt is for a reason, right? We just said right now that the king is God and the servant is us. Um, and you may be thinking, okay, well, I have never done anything in my life that is worth 200,000 years wage. Like, I understand God is big and I am small, but bruh, 200,000 years worth of debt, not me. And so in order to understand like this parallel, right? Cause this is, you know, we're using a lot of like a uh, lot of like English, like literary things here, right? This is, this is a, uh, in many ways, this is a representation of us is what we just said, right? So we have to understand the debt that we actually owe because this won't hit us, right? This story won't hit us if we cannot connect with the amount of debt uh, that is here like yeah we need to understand the meaning of this debt and what it means for us and so to do that we need to first understand that God is holy and perfect right what does it mean that God is holy yeah he's sinless he's set apart right um, he's perfect and he's just what does it mean that God is just He's fair, right? What else does that mean? He doesn't let wrongdoing go unpunished, right? He would not be God if wrong happened and he let it slide. He, would, he wouldn't be God anymore. And so his justice means he can't leave wrong unpunished. But if something is wrong, it needs to be punished, right? And because the bar of perfection is himself, everything that falls short of that bar of perfection that he has set um, falls into sin. And <laughs> a lot of our new JY, uh, I think last week, y'all had to define sin. So I was like, what is sin? Uh, hey, I, I mean, y'all just did this like last week. What is sin? God's speech, Watermelon, 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 watermelon. Yeah, like what y'all happy hour just say watermelon up there. <laughs> right? Um, but we know what sin is, right? It's things that fall outside of sin. And what is the cost of sin according to the Bible? Death. Death. The wages of sin is death. Uh, and I, I think I brought this up a couple uh, weeks back, but like, what does death mean? It means multiple things, but what does death mean? To lay down and never come back up. That is physical death, right? What is another form of death? Spiritual death. Eternal separation from God. Right? So what we just said right now is that God is perfect and holy, and we as human beings are sinful. So we do things that are separate for God, from God. And we just said that the payment for sin is death. Right? And that death comes in the form of physical death. It comes in the form of eternal separation from God. And so guess what? 
the sins that we commit, the punishment for it is this eternal separation from God, right? So even that payment of 200,000 years um, that this person owed is tiny compared to the debt that we owe of two of uh, eternal separation from God, right? That 200,000 sounds a little light right now, doesn't it? <laughs> Just a little bit. Uh, from compared to eternal separation from God, um, there's a song by Phil Wickham. It's um, called Living Hope. It's and it, it, he says like how great the chasm that lay between us, how high the mountain I could not climb. That is the eternal debt uh, that we owe uh, the Lord. And so, how how is this debt paid for us? How was this debt paid for us? Jesus. Boom, Jesus. It's always the right answer here. It's Jesus. What did Jesus do? He died on the cross for us. And what did that do when he died? It paid our debt, right? The only way that you can account for eternal death is to have an eternal being who has lived forever to come and to die for you, right? He took the payment for your death, right? And so God, in his glorious like mercy sent his son in the form of jesus and jesus came and he forgave us our debts not only forgave them he paid for them right they've been cleared they have been cleared and so that is like where we need to like launch from like we need to launch from the fact that our eternal debt has been paid for by the lord something that we could not do on our own that two hundred thousand years like breath he covered it like, he covered it. And that's for us. Like, you, individually. Like, if you call the Lord your own, that's yours. And that's been done for you. Right? This king that we see doing this great thing, the Lord did even better. And that's, like, for us. And that's what we have to, like, launch from. Right? And so we jump back into the passage, right? The king has forgiven this man's debt. And then what happens? In verse 28, what happens? You see, the servant, that same servant went out and he found one of his fellow servants who owed him 100 denarii. And this man is not happy, bruh. It's on sight. He sees him and it's on sight, right? What does he do? Yeah, he starts grabbing him. He's like, yo, where's my, where's my money at? Where is my money at? Right? And what does the dude say? Said, be patient. What do you say? What do you say? Exactly. And does that sound familiar? Yeah, tight, right? He just used the same plea from on the king, right? This exact same thing that this person uh, who owes him, uh, you know, a hundred denarii or a hundred silver coins, uh, that he's so mad, he's so upset about. Um, Ask like, hey, like, please, <laughs> just give me some time. And y'all, 100 denarii, or just one denarii is about one hour of pay. It's one hour of pay, right? And so, really, bro, this is like, this is less than a month um, of wage. So it's not like small, right? It's not like light work, but it actually can be big. Like, this, like, this, is, this is reasonable. If one hour is one denarii, you're working like eight hours a day, you know, you can do some quick maths, and, you know, you can figure that out. Like, that's only a couple of days of work. It's less than a month. Um, and so it's like, yo, <laughs> he takes the dude, 
And he's like, yo, like your money, like my money that you didn't pay, like you're going in jail, right? And what happens once he does this, right? Who sees this? Yeah, some of the servants. Like this is causing commotion, bro. You don't just like go up to someone and start choking them and demanding money and like not cause a scene, right? So the servants see this and they're like, bro, like isn't this the, wait, ain't that the same dude that like was like 200,000 years in debt? <laughs> like, huh? Like, nah, that, we ain't gonna rock with that. So they go and they tell the king, and the king is like, how does the king respond? Was that, how's the king respond? He calls him a wicked servant. The king is, like, livid, bruh. Like, the king, the, king, the, the king is actually upset. Because this, 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 uh, this, this uh, forgiveness he just extended the guy, like, it just, it just, like, went over his head. And he goes and he, repeats this like what's going on over there uh yeah he, he goes over there and he essentially just does not forgive this small debt right so the king has forgiven him this unforgivable debt and there's a small debt that he can't seem to get over um and so i want you guys to note this because at the end of the passage um jesus says um so also my heavenly father will do um, with every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. I want you all to note this down. Um, forgiveness is not just a gift that we receive. It is an obligation. It is a command that the Lord gives us. It's not an option. It is a command. He says, forgive as I have forgiven you. When you pray the Lord's Prayer, um, forgive us our debts as we also forget our debtors um, this is a command that we must obey and that's hard <laughs> uh, that's hard why is forgiving hard can anybody is this forgiving hard like who, who here thinks forgiving is hard okay yeah like why is forgiving hard I've seen like one or two people like well, why is forgiving hard because yeah you hold guilt against a person another person Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, people do terrible things. Yeah, you let it you feel like you're letting them go scot free when you forgive them. And so these are all the reasons that forgiveness is hard. <laughs> right? But the reality is the standard for forgiving isn't based off of what the person did. Um, again, forgiving isn't easy, but the standard here is not what the person did. Um, but it's the fact that we have been forgiven by God. It's the fact that we have received forgiveness that we must also forgive. And so we have to look to the cross when forgiveness is hard and be like, hey, like what, like why am I even doing this? Like why am I forgiving? Right? And that'll prompt us to remember what the Lord has done um, for us but we need to understand first like what does unforgiveness do to us what does unforgiveness do to our hearts no 100% it makes you bitter right it makes you really hold things on so there's this uh, 
phrase, uh, two of them, uh, they're both not fun, but uh, I've heard unforgiveness described as drinking poison and expecting the person who did you dirty to die. Right? It's like, they say, they say that unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Um, I've also heard it said, and this one isn't much better, <laughs> uh, that unforgiveness uh, is like setting yourself on fire and hoping the other person dies of smoke inhalation. Right? It's like you are doing something by yourself, to yourself, in yourself, and you are hoping that it will affect that person who did you dirty. And y'all, hurt is real. Like, hurt is, I'm not here to, like, un, uh, to diminish anyone's, like, hurt or pain or the reason why uh, forgiving is difficult. Um, but I am here to say that the Lord, like, has freedom for you. Um, because the reality is whoever, like, unforgiveness actually hurts us more than it hurts the other person. Even though sometimes it's like, nah, like, if I'm, like, mad, like, they don't get it. It's like, mm, mm, right? Uh, Whoever, yeah, if you've ever been at some, um, upset at someone, right? You, like, who's ever been upset and can't really stop thinking about the offense? Like, how mad they made you. Like, every time they walk in the room, like, it goes from, like, that to, like, right? It's like, dang, bro, my day is, my day is finished. Like, your day is finished, bro. All they did was walk in the room. Um, and the thing is, they already hurt you. And now every time they show up, they don't even have to interact with you to keep hurting you. Right? And that's what unforgiveness does to us. Like, it's, it's continuing to rob us of our peace. And the reality is that, like, that person's, like, thing that they did was once, right? Or, it, like, they, they've already done the thing, but your unforgiveness is the thing that continues to rob you of your peace, right? Unforgiveness makes us a chain to our pain. <laughs> uh, yeah, unforgiveness... Um, puts us in chains to our pain. Uh, it, yeah, it holds us in a place that we cannot move. Um, and this is another thing to note um, about unforgiveness, the effect of unforgiveness. The first one was that it actually hurts us. Um, and uh, the next one here is that it's actually the root cause of many issues in our lives. Um, have you ever been like easily triggered by something small that someone did? Like, but it is something small, bro. Like, that's, like, let's be for real. Like, what they did was not that deep. Like, it actually was not that deep. But, like, like it really got you going. Like, it really got you going. Um, and that may be because you actually have deeper hurt that you have not forgiven for somebody else sometime long, long ago. It's just, it just sat with you, right? And so you get mad, you get triggered, really easily to that deep pay, place of pain when something small on the surface like happens, right? And that's a symptom of unforgiveness. If who here has like self-worth issues, like it's like, I struggle with some self-worth issues sometimes, right? Um, and if you have self-worth issues, it could be because someone talked down to you a while back and you just held on to that. You just never let go of it. And so whenever somebody mentions something, whenever something comes up, like it hits you, like deep, deep. Why? 
because of something in the past that you have not been able to release. Remember our definition of forgiving is a release, a release of the, the, the need for like to be made even, a release of the, um, the need to basically get back, right? It's like a release of that um, thing that is holding you. It's a release of it. Or do you like, another example here is like, if you struggle with like detachment or like isolation, like you feel like you just really gotta be by yourself, like a lot of the time, like you don't really rock with people easy, right? That could be a symptom of unforgiveness in the form of hurt in the past. It's like, yo, like I was hurt in the past. People did me dirty in the past. People rejected me in the past. And so in order to not get hurt, to not feel that pain again, I just won't put myself out there. I'll just stay to myself. That is a symptom of unforgiveness. You were hurt, you were rejected, and you have not been able to release that. And so now you continue to guard and protect yourself. And so you're in isolation and detachment. I hope you guys can see this pattern here, that unforgiveness, uh, the subtlety of unforgiveness. Um, because I think in the past, if somebody asked me like, hey, like when was the last time you had to forgive someone? Like my mind would try to think of like these massive ways that I got hurt. Like these really obli- like obvious, like, bruh, somebody did something so crazy to me and I had to like forgive them. And the reality is that uh, those things require forgiveness. But the kind of subtle thing here, or like the, the, the thing that we might miss from time to time um, is the small things that get under our skin that we need to forgive people for. Um, like, forgiveness is like a muscle. Like, every hard thing in this life, in this, in this world, basically every hard thing in this world, every good thing in this world that we need to do is hard. <laughs> like, 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 let me just keep it a buck with you. Like, every, almost every good thing in this world is hard. Like, outside of your salvation that, like, you receive by accepting the Lord, almost everything else is kind of hard to do. That is good in life. Um, and forgiveness is one of them. But it's something that we must learn um, it's something that we must develop and cultivate with like consistency and practice. Um, and so if I'm telling us that like for big things and small things, we need forgiveness, what is the, like how do we know when we need to forgive someone? Like how do we know when we need to forgive someone? Yeah, what's another like thing that you can use to be like, dang, actually, I need to forgive someone. And it might not be like massive. You might not be like punching your wall to know that like you need to go forgive someone. What's a what's a signal of of when you need to forgive? If that person what feels hurt, yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, it's really that simple. <laughs> I think if if you feel hurt by something somebody did, you have to forgive them. Like that is the signal, like that is the, that is, that's the simple, like that is the simple thing that tells you that it is time for you to start practicing some forgiveness. Um, and that requires you to be self-aware uh, because the reality is like, sometimes we're like, dang, that kind of hurt. And then we just pass it off and we just like continue 
uh, with our day. So it was like, whether you think the offense was big or small, bro, if it hurt, it hurt. Like, if it hurt, it hurt. And the reality is like, if you just sit on that hurt and you don't do anything about it, it'll begin to continue to like eat at you. So the next time they do it, you're like, dang. And then next time they do it, you're like, bruh. And then finally you're like, dang, like you don't rock with this person anymore. And now you're like silent or like you get triggered when they're in the room or you're cold, right? It's like that single hurt will continue to build up if you're not releasing it, right? It's like, it's almost like you're continuing to blow up a balloon over and over and you're never releasing the pressure. Like every time you're hurt, it just blows it up bigger, right? And forgiveness is like the, the, the pin that like releases the pressure so that it never builds to the point where it's blowing up. Because um, the reality is you can't control what others do, right, in your life. You cannot control what others do. You might try, and believe me, like I've tried and others have. Your parents may have tried. Uh, but you can't control what others do. Uh, but you can't control your response. Uh, you can't control your response. That decision uh, to forgive um, is, is yours. And the reality is, like, people have heard us intentionally and unintentionally. Like, I'm gonna just be honest with some of y'all. Some of y'all think people are hurting you on purpose, bruh. Sometimes they don't know. <laughs> like sometimes it's actually like not. They're like they're just oblivious. They're literally like, yeah. Some people's like personalities are just rough, <laughs> and the reality is like some people are hurting you um, unintentionally, um, and I. That's like that means like you're hurt. I, I mentioned like the the criteria here is that you're hurt, and so if you feel hurt you need to forgive that person. Um, and also, like, people hurt us intentionally. And those are a little bit, like, harder on us, to be honest. When we know, like, they, they really did, like, they knew, like, that dagger was gonna hit when they threw it, um, and it hurt. And so, uh, in all of those cases, we must forgive, right? What's the criteria to forgive? If you're hurt, what's the criteria to forgive? If you're hurt, if you're hurt big, if you're hurt small, if you're hurt, if you are hurt by something somebody does, and just acknowledge it. It's like okay to be like, dang, that kind of hurt. Like you don't gotta be this like super strong person who like it's like super strong people are just like ignoring their hurt. Like bruh, like please, <laughs> like be self-aware. Like it's like this thing hurt. I can acknowledge it. it. Doesn't mean I have to tear down buildings and burn down stuff. It's like no, like what you did hurt. So please. Acknowledge your hurt because that is the signal that you need to forgive that person. You need to release that offense. Like, hey, you did this thing to me and it hurt. Um, and I'm, I'll probably talk to you about it. Like, hey, like when you talk to me this way, it made me feel this type of way. Um, but I'm not gonna hold that against you. And you do that to yourself before you ever go that you go to the person. So forgiveness um, is, and this this is a point to note here. Uh, we're almost about to wrap up here. Uh, forgiveness is not for the other person. Um, some people will change their hearts when you forgive them, right? If they do something bad and like you're like, you tell them, hey, I forgive you for that. Sometimes it changes their heart, um, and that's good. But that's not the point. Like forgiveness is to free us, right? It's to free us from the need to keep score, right? It's like, like we got too much stuff going on to like be keeping score, to be keeping score of the wrongs. So we forgive because we trust God. Like God's justice, we said God is just, right? And so something we have to remember is that Christ's death on the cross was big enough to cover all sin and like all offense in the past, in the present when he died, and like for the future. 
Like Christ's death on the cross was sufficient for all offense. Like really think about that. It means when you are offended, when you are hurt, we can trust God's justice to cover that, right? When I asked why is forgiveness difficult, I think one of the things that were was mentioned was that like you're carrying something or it feels like you have to let them go, right? You have to let them like go off and, and it's like, dang, you didn't have to pay for that? Um, the reality is that God's justice like covers us. It, it frees us to be able to forgive people, right? We don't have to keep score because God is keeping score. He's like, I saw it. Like, I saw it and I'll take care of it. We mentioned in the beginning that forgiveness does not mean people uh, don't have to be corrected. It doesn't mean that people um, don't have to serve like term for like criminal offenses. Like that's not what forgiveness is. It means that you personally are not the one who is owning uh, their punishment, right? It means you get to release that need and that hurt and that pain in you to basically be even. You get to release that. You get to release that. Why? Because the Lord, bruh, the God of the heavens, he got you. Like, he actually got you. Like, he got you. Um, and so we can trust that. And so, um, yeah, so in closing, this is this is uh, the, the six-step process for, not six-step, but here are the steps for forgiveness. Um, this isn't, like, anything, like, super official, but these are things to keep in mind. And this is kind of in summary as we're about to wrap up and do a, pray a little bit. Um, first is to acknowledge the hurt, number one, right? If you do not acknowledge the hurt, you're like, what do I need to forgive? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that didn't phase me. Like, you know, like, it didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, it didn't phase me. Like, it didn't phase me, right? It didn't hurt you, right? If, 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 that's your, that, if that's your mindset, if that's your mindset, like, you won't be forgiving people because you're like, bro, I don't need to forgive. Like, I'm, I'm good. Like, nah, like, acknowledge your hurt. Like, that's the first step. Acknowledge your hurt. Um, and like take some space you might need to just remove yourself uh, for a little bit it's just like hey like this hurt I just need to take a step back um, and in that space that you take you need to remember the forgiveness of God for your unforgivable debt remember the forgiveness of God over your unforgivable debt and then ask God to help you forgive as he has forgiven you. And then you must make the intentional, conscious, it means you're thinking about this, decision to release that feeling of resentment. You must make the conscious decision to release your feeling of resentment, your feeling of, I need to get back, your feeling of, I need to get even, you must make that decision that you're going to release it. Because the reality is that, like, y'all, like, no relationship is going to be healthy without forgiveness. None of your friendships that are actually deep will survive unless you are forgiving. Like, we're not with perfect people, right? Like, y'all, we need to forgive our parents. They're not perfect people. Um, they also, like, we also need to forgive our parents when they come before us, right? Um, the same way our parents also need to forgive us. Um, and so we need to release that feeling of 
resentment. And that's a conscious thing. You're like, hey, I don't need to get even. It's like, I'll just take that step away. Um, the last thing is that sometimes it's a continuous process, right? Because the reality is that sometimes we forgive, but then those triggers will come up and they'll send us to a place where we want to be hard again, but then again, we must release. And when we do that release and we participate in that process, um, then uh, we are done with the job of forgiveness. So that is the job of forgiveness. It is to release that feeling of resentment, of that need to get even. And so that's the end of forgiveness. Um, everything past that uh, is good, but that's necessar not necessarily the command. What do I mean by that? Um, if it is possible, um, the Bible asks, or if, if, if it is possible, um, it is often good to be able to communicate your hurt and to offer the forgiveness that you already like dealt with with yourself like in private with that person. I say if it's possible because sometimes it's not always possible. Sometimes it's not always wise. Like I said before, forgiveness doesn't clear people of the terrible things that they have done. Right? And sometimes it's not healthy for you to go around that person. Sometimes it's not healthy for you to be around the person who actually caused that hurt. Maybe they're just not a safe person, right? And so sometimes, like, you can't, like, go back to them. But it doesn't mean that you can't forgive them. Because forgiveness happens, like, with yourself, like, by yourself with the Lord um, towards that person. Um, and forgiveness is not the same thing as reconciliation, right? Forgiveness is not the same thing as reconciliation. Reconciliation means to go and to basically, like, fix the relationship. Um, the command is that we forgive, and it is good if we're able to reconcile, but forgiveness is a one-person activity, and reconciliation is like a two-person thing, right? That other person needs to get around to reconciling, right? And so the command here is to forgive, um, and if possible, to reconcile.